0: How often do you turn your computer off?
1: Hardly ever. <laughs> Welcome to The Last Sip, episode four. I'm Hero.
0: And I'm Rachel. And that's, that's where the uh, um, frustration begins. <laughs> really is like, Rachel? Hero. Rachel is more the more tech-savvy one. Hero is completely clueless.
1: I'm completely clueless. I'm just the face. (laughs) I'm the media and outreach coordinator. And Rachel is everything else. (laughs) Uh, uh, I feel like it's like the catering show with Kate McCartney and Kate McClennon. It's like, I'm Kate McCartney and I'm Kate McClennon. I spent my life not being an asshole and I'm a food intolerant.
0: Welcome to the catering show. (laughs) What a, what, okay. Yeah, I guess we're starting. Okay. <laughs> how um yeah, how are you? Aside from the construction going on outside your place that's been going on for God knows how long to So build-
1: freaking Build a Park, apparently the first urban park in the last ten years of the downtown Vancouver green space accordingly.
0: How long people, it's a park. I mean I get you wanna have like these fancy little you know, benches and all that shit. but and
1: water features and an overcross pedestrian pass and bullshit. Yeah. It's a whole scene.
0: Plant some grass.
1: It's like, it's like a fucking drag show is waiting really to happen. It's just so extra.
0: Are they? Right. Are they building a catwalk? Like, what are they doing?
1: Basically, they are, because it's an overpass. It's like a zigzag. You could do a fashion show on there and have spectators on the ground of the mezzanine. Like, it's turning into a whole production.
0: Okay. I didn't realize that that was a whole overpass deal and all that kind of stuff, but you'll
1: see it. You'll see it next time you come down to Vancouver.
0: That kind of, I, yeah, I will. That kind of brings us to like in a funny way, a segue into, you know, beautifying something or making things look sexy that maybe, Mm -hmm. um, aren't really initially like nature. I mean, nature, nature is sexy in its own way. What the hell am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, you know, you've got something that's, like, uh, natural. Yes. Nature, whatever it may be. And then you're beautifying it because it's in a metropolis, it's in a city, and you need it to be funky and cool, and, and you need it to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this is a segue, people are like, what the fuck are you talking about, Rachel? Because <laughs> speaking of our natural um, inner beauty of the mind... And how we perceive, or how we portray ourselves, how we feel like we need to market ourselves on social media to sell something like mindfulness, mm-hmm. which is in its own right something that is a a, a nat- Like, how do you how do you sell that? Well, you sell it with sex, apparently. Still, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I even said to uh, Adriano the other day, I was like, you know what? Even though we're living in this world where people are trying to make it seem like it's okay to not wear the makeup or to be natural, to not get, you know, work done or whatever it is specifically for women. But yet, and we've kind of touched on this before, but yet what we're seeing on social media and news and all that kind of stuff is that's not the case still. Sex sells. Sex, I feel like sex probably will always sell. Yep. Yep certain extent but yeah I don't know if you want to weigh in on that but like what but really what peeves me is the fact that we're still using it to sell things like mindfulness like meditation like um you know being being more confident on the inside and all those kinds of things
1: being holistic right (laughs) holistic
0: okay yeah right sure I don't know (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that was kind of one of the topics for today's conversation is yes. about that. And and I just get so frustrated because, you know, you can go down a rabbit hole so quickly um, mm-hmm. on social media thinking that I'm not pretty enough. I'm not shiny enough. I'm not airbrushed enough. I'm not um, uh, tweaking my photos enough or cropping things out or putting a filter on or like And you're seeing, unfortunately, the ones that that do that are the ones that are quite successful. Mm -hmm. So...
1: I know. It's not... It's a a whole thing about um, quality over quantity, in my opinion, when it comes to building a brand and building a following and realizing there's no... You know, I I don't want to say there's a wrong way to do it. Um, I think there are ways to do it more ethically, to do it more... Um, without selling yourself out, perhaps I think so.
0: That's a that's that's that. Those are the the words. Like when when have you started to sell yourself out?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, like even though again, it's not just about yoga. I mean, no. there's all this pressure for teachers to teach vinyasa yoga um, or athletic, physical fitness oriented yoga without any spirituality and without much breath awareness, and that's what sells. You know, it's people not tuning into their body and not tuning into their mind. They're just following a rhythm of instruction. Yeah. Right. And then you sell yourself out because it's where you get people coming in. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're fulfilling yourself. You're just doing what people want you to do. It's the same thing with selling yourself for sex or selling... Sex as a product, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Selling sex as a product, when the product you're trying to sell is in sex, you're trying to sell a meaning that's behind it.
0: Yeah, and you know, you just made me think of something. Like there, there is a real fine line. Um, just bringing it back to to women and it specifically, but there's a fine line between a woman wanting to be sexy and look sexy, and and that's that's awesome. Like, yeah, you- that's healthy like if that's completely but there's a fine line between really going almost off the edge and really being sexy and then not knowing how to respond to the negative maybe mm-hmm. that we're putting there and mm-hmm. it's uh, it like yeah I, I understand I understand that we want to take hold of the sexiness and be like okay but I should be allowed to be as sexy as I want, without the repercussions. Yes. Without. Yes. Without the negative response, and mm-hmm. I do agree with that uh, to a certain extent. But uh, but where where is that line where mm-hmm. now you're kind of um, making other women maybe feel less than too right ability. Like, I don't know. It's there's. Yeah, because that's kind of a thing that's happening right now, even in mm-hmm. like that, too. It
1: Definitely comes up again across cisgendered women <clears throat> um, or not even cisgendered women, women, people who identify as female, um, particularly that might have more. Yeah, no, just people that identify as women, whatever association they do. It's something that's just very. Mm, I think it just comes back to the religious out of pressure.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Like
1: communal pressure, what is going to provide the result that they're looking for. And to know that sex or beauty, the allure, the illusion, right? This whole idea of a fantasy you want to sell, a story you want to create for someone to think about is something that can also generate into you getting what you want.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And now I'm starting to think about the times that, you know, I... I felt really good about myself and I would dress a certain way and, you know, maybe get certain attention, but also feel, this is interesting, also feel guilty because yeah, like I genetically, I've always been thin and that's just my genetics. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, for some reason, like when I, you know, dress a certain way where things are hugging my body and I see other women maybe looking, I almost feel guilty because Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm like, I I don't want you to feel bad
1: for mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's a sense of modesty.
0: Yeah. So sense I, of
1: modesty, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. so and maybe maybe that also comes with, um, a, you know, a splash of not being totally confident or comfortable or in my own body.
1: Perhaps. It could be that. I mean, there's lots of different ways that, can be, that you can spin this, and there's no necessarily way that is more um, effective or efficient or justified. They're just different perspectives on the same situation, right?
0: So interesting, but yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's,
0: bit of, it's, it's been a hot, I mean, that's been a hot topic for a very long time, I think, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, more specifically now, even you're hearing with lyrics and songs, like, you know, how for the longest time, it was like, you know, those that identify with being like a cis male, particularly, very crass lyrics talking about women in certain ways, like talking about sex, like in certain ways, that's really, really lewd and crude. Mm-hmm. And it was like extremely unladylike for a woman to do that. And she would I know, be criticized, you know, up the yin yang. And, mm-hmm. you know, now that's starting to be, um, you know, viewed as being okay for a woman to sing or to speak her, to speak her mind about that, which, yeah, so I mean I agree yeah. with that. There's just such a fine line. I don't know. It's oh well, yeah,
1: you're right. It's a definitely a fine line, and I think, I mean, even not exactly the same thing, but I even I asked um, Sydney when we were out for dinner the other night, and we were on Davy Street as and you know, more queer people are on Davy Street, more gay couples are expressing their love, more openly holding hands or so forth. And so I kind of just asked him like, do you notice if people check me out? Cause I don't normally, I'm not usually aware of it. And he said, Hero, so many people check you out all the time. <laughs> and so I said, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, he says, yeah, what do they usually check out? They check out your ass. you got a really hot ass. you got a really nice ass. I'm like, okay, great. Well, I do. Thanks, Mom and Dad. But um, <laughs> but I said, now, do you notice it's mainly other men, queer men, or do you find that it's women? And you said, the times that I've paid attention or have noticed it, it's primarily been women.
0: Oh, huh. mm-hmm. interesting. I've got to really take a look at your ass the next time I see you.
1: You totally need to take a look at it.
0: it um. Yeah, analyze your ass. That's you got to
1: analyze my ass. You got to do your ass analytics.
0: Got to do some analit- a- a- yeah.
1: analytics or ass analytics. In- you got to do some asana.
0: That's that's very interesting,
1: huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is interesting for sure. Because when I think about women, I'm thinking like, I can look at a girl and be like, "Damn, she's fine." Yeah. Or just, yes, I have, like, as a typical, stereotypical gay man would. But I don't look at a woman and think, damn, I want to pound her. Or damn, I want that to be my sugar mama. Or like, I, don't, I don't think in any way like that about yeah. females. But then I look at a man, I'm like, mm, daddy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just the way our psychology is wired.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Also, you have a really good fashion sense, though, too. And I, you have such, okay, now we're just going to, you know, give each other compliments, but you have such a lovely punem of beautiful face.
1: Aww.
0: Surprised if they were also looking at your face, but I think women, again, this is a, this is a huge generalization. I'm sorry for everybody out there, but I feel like a lot of women are more discreet mm. about how they check out other yeah. people. Yeah. Oh, so, again, that's a huge sweeping generalization. I really right. Um, but you know, it's not, it's not typically those that identify as a, as a woman or a female that are like catcalling
1: the
0: street. It's usually like the construction guys. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it is. But you know what though? I don't know if you've had this happen to you. And I'm, I mean, I'm guessing I, again, now I'm going to put my foot in mouth. I'm sorry. I'm assuming women experience this much more than men, but who am I to say from my very sheltered, narrow perspective, but I've actually had my ass groped in public by women. What? Twice specifically that I can recall.
0: May I ask what the age was maybe of these women?
1: Well, first of all, what my age was. Um, I was, the first time I remember was, I was under the age of 10. I was like 9 or 10 maybe. Yeah. Um, and in English Bay, when it was appropriate and socially responsible to go watch the fireworks, the Festival of Light... I remember walking back along the seawall on English Bay with my cousin, who was the same age as me at the time, my aunt and uncle. And I remember as we were walking by, going back, and there were swarms of people that a female, who was probably a teenager at that time, probably a teenager or a young 20-year-old, grabbed my ass. Ew. It was really, really bizarre. And I was in such a passing moment of so many people, I could tell that it was intentional. But I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And... And then the second time was more recently, and maybe in the last two to three years, when I was coming up the es- the giant escalator at Granville Sky Train Station. Because okay. it's like a 50 step escalator. You yep. look up and you're like in the Twilight Zone. And um, I remember, and these were two drunk girls. Okay. They were drunk. It was a Saturday night. I was coming back from teaching in be. And I recall actually being right there on the step, and these two, two girls behind me literally groping my ass, like actually fully cupping and squeezing and groping my ass. And they were laughing. And I turned around and I scolded them. I scolded them so, so heavily. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And and I said, you're not fucking sorry. I don't care what, I don't care about gender or sexuality or anything like that, what presents. You have no right to infringe on one's physical privacy, especially someone's, from behind.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I said, What if I reacted in a way where I might have pushed you off the escalator by accident? And even if it wasn't the intention, my reflexes took over out of protection. Then what would you have done? You know, and they were so drunk, they were like, Ugh. I'm like, okay, I'm not wasting my breath anymore. I'm getting out of here.
0: Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. S- i stand somewhat corrected.
1: But yeah. from those two experiences, for sure. Yeah.
0: Holy Toledo. Like, I. Actually, okay, now you're making me think about other experience well, I don't know like well maybe do you think do you think a woman or a young who whomever might just think, oh, because I'm a woman well, maybe they weren't even thinking cause they're drunk, but that it's more okay because they they should know, oh, I don't really mean much by it or anything by it because I'm not a predator kind of that. Yeah. That like um, stereotypical predator male type thing. I don't know. That's
1: for for me. I look at it just as a, as a tit for tat, like a prank. Like for it's it's a sense of humor. It's a sense of exploitation. Yeah. You know, like you know, all the time men are doing this to us, so we're gonna do it to, you know, every once in a while we're gonna do it to some other person, and that's and if, I don't know if that's what they're thinking, but from the person that's on the receiving end of that action, uh, understandably you wonder okay, I wonder if there's any reverse psychology to that.
0: Yeah. And you just, you just brought up a couple of memories for me. Oh, with, okay. Also with women, two separate times with women around my age. So let's just say in their early thirties at the time. Okay. Um, one, I, I, both of them, I, I barely know. One of them, this happened probably, I want to say like five years ago. And I was at uh, the apartment of a friend, so someone I did know, and she had a friend over that was also in our little gathering, and we had a couple of drinks, but it wasn't like anything crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: We are leaving her apartment to go to a restaurant or to a, I don't know where we were going to a bar or something like that. Her friend, whom I just met that night, and I knew she was a bit kooky, and you know, she seemed pretty fun, and I was like, okay, cool, this, you know, she's kind of out there, and she's, yeah, you know. She, she looked at me in the hall in the hallway and we were giggling or laughing about something. So I connected with her quite quickly, but I tend to do that with most people. Yeah. All of a sudden out of nowhere, I don't even know. It doesn't matter what I was wearing. I don't remember what I was wearing, but she took her hand and she, she grabbed my freaking front. What? Yeah. And it was like a really quick kind of like, and then she did it and she, it's almost like she retracted her hand and she kind of like nervously laughed and I was like what what just happened like it happened so quickly that and it's one it's one of those moments where you you're like did that really happen
1: yeah yeah
0: then and it happened so fast you kind of rewind and you're like no, no no it did happen it wasn't an accident no very intentional and um I and I had had a couple drinks right so I was like the slightest bit fuzzy and it, it was just it was I don't even know if she said sorry. Like it was just a very strange, um, almost impulsive yeah. thing. That was odd. And the yeah. night I felt very uncomfortable and it was very strange. But to be honest, at that time I probably just kept drinking and then just numbed it. It's yeah. what we tend to do. Yeah. Um, but I'll never forget that. I, and I, I never saw her again. And then the second time was only two, maybe two years ago, too near. Mm. This is also very, very strange. It was, it was like almost identical situation.
1: Hmm.
0: What am I putting out there people? Like, I don't even, I I basically like, look, I'm wearing overalls. I don't know. Maybe I was wearing some tight pants. It doesn't matter. No. And again, I was, um, I know people can, you know, perceive me as being um, like kind of laid back and open and uh, (laughs) still I'm I'm making excuses for them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's terrible. Well,
1: it's, we're compassionate people by nature. It's easy to have an understanding of whatever the situations think. Well, okay, here are all the scenarios, the variables for these individuals' actions, and we just happen to be the person that they projected them onto. No, not no, at all.
0: No. And so it was another kind of like little house party. And yeah, there was again, there was booze involved, but still, when even when I've been at my drunkest, like I still no, I mean, I don't know. And and again, it was, it was amongst a bunch of people. And um I don't, I don't again, I don't really know exactly how it happened, but another woman that I barely know, she's probably 30 ish, 32.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She looked, and she's very, very like hyperactive. And she looked at me and again, it was one of those, again, I don't know what we, what we were doing, but she again, took her hand and, mm-hmm. uh, and, fr- and there was a whole bunch of, it's not like we were, you know,
1: mm-hmm. anyway, Wow, fascinating, eh? At that
0: time I was pissed because I realized that what had really happened, and I was just like, "This, this is not okay." And I said to Adrienne, "I'm like, we're leaving right now." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. and I have not seen her or spoke to her since. So.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. Right. Um. I guess that kind of leads into something you did want to talk about in terms of invasion of your privacy, eh?
0: It yeah and well what I want to talk about which is more um, how we perceive people really I mean I, I don't know if it really ties in but I mean everything kind of ties in I guess in reality you can always find a way to tie it in um, but just just having to do with how on edge we're we all we all are and all have been in the past year or so and just what we're seeing in the media what we're and just also this was just after where I grew up in Lynn Valley in North Van, there was I don't know if you want to call it a mass stabbing, but there was something that happened that was very uncharacteristic of this small uh, little city I grew up in. So I'm just pre kind of saying that before I tell my story. So about two weeks ago, I guess now I was out at the front of our property, we have a a house, and uh, I was doing some weeding. So I was in my property There's a good, like, 10 feet between where I was and even my fence at the front Mm -hmm. where the sidewalk is. There's even a fence there, right? Short fence. Mm -hmm. Weeding. Uh, My back was against the sidewalk out of, like, the blue, literally. I hear this, hey, right, like, literally a couple inches from my head. And so I was, it scared the crap out of me. So, the first reaction was like, Am I expecting somebody? No, I'm not expecting anybody. And the first thing I thought was, It's got to be a friend or somebody. I turn around and there's a gentleman uh, with his pants partly open, like he's trying to get his pants on, wearing flip flops, very dirty feet, very disheveled hair, you know, full beard, uh, swaying uh, you know, the first thing, and that's, that's, this is our perceptions. And the first thing that I thought of was I wanted to protect myself and I was scared cause I didn't recognize him. And I said, get, get off my property. Like, what are you doing? So I, I, you know I yelled at him. I was, it was a very instant reaction. And then he's, he's like, what, what, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? Like, wh-? and I said, you're not listening to me. Like get off my property. And so he kind of took a couple of steps back and he was completely out of it. So my first reaction is, okay, this is somebody maybe living on the streets and, you know, who who knows what he's capable of because I wasn't sure where his head was at, right?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So, um, but again, with all the things that just randomly happened in my old neighborhood with a random stabbing and those kinds of things where right now people's heads are just not more than ever just not quite quite there in reality i was scared right so i said it like two or three times get off my property get off my property then i swore like get the fuck off my property and so he finally kind of stumbled backwards again fiddling with his pants right Came, went to the sidewalk and then he said oh my god as he swung i thought this was scott and kathy's house and i'm and i just said their names whoops <laughs> those are my neighbors um Sorry, I mean, that's not their names. I might have to bleep that out. But he said that, I can't believe he said that. He said my neighbor's names. And he said, I thought that this was their house. And when he said their names, I thought, okay, he knows people in the area. This is interesting. So he must have a relation or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of said, no, it's not. And then I kind of watched him stumble across the street I was worried he was going to get hit by a car. He didn't. He And then he, he started talking to another neighbor across the street. So I ran into the house and I said, you know, Adriano, like somebody just, and also we've had, we've had something taken from our property before. Mm. Um, Cause we live like anytime you live closer to a, the downtown, which is what we do that some, you know, that's, that's a possibility. So I said, Hey, like I told him the story and then I went back out and I saw my neighbor who just came home, whom he named, and my neighbor, and I said to my neighbor, do you know that gentleman across the street? Like he just was on my property and he scared the crap out of me. And, you know, I'm, I was kind of worried for my safety
1: Yeah.
0: And said, and this is, this is kind of the moral of the story, I guess, really. He said, yes, that is so-and-so he lives, he lives across the street. I didn't recognize him. I don't, I know some of my neighbors, not all of them. He lives across the street and he has an inoperable brain tumor and he's on very, very um, extreme medication. And he, maybe he just started new medication, who knows? And my heart was just like, like um, my heart sank and I just, I felt horrible that I treated this human being like that, but it was a very strange situation. So (laughs) Um anyway that that was kind of a long story but the next day I ended up seeing him again. I don't know I didn't actually do a follow up to the story cuz I put it on my Instagram. I saw the neighbor again and he he did seem a little bit more level headed but he didn't remember pretty much anything that happened before.
1: Yeah.
0: Still looked quite disheveled um and he just said I'm so sorry like I heard you know so and so told me that I was that I was here and I don't really remember and I don't remember even talking to the other neighbor. And then my neighbor whom he knows was there as well. And he goes, Yeah, you were here yesterday and never seen you like that before. And then, you know, the neighbor said to me, Look, if you ever see, and I'm I'm like, Thank you. So I'm glad that I know this about you now because we can keep an IO for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely you can.
0: It's uh but one of those things, like instant reaction, instant um how we perceive people, how we stereotypically when you see somebody what what that person might mean as as to how society has Mm -hmm. you know made them look to be and yeah it was I I, that sat with me for quite a few days actually
1: (laughs) sure yeah of course yeah it's a very very um profound way of perceiving and reacting really
0: yeah, I mean, and the other, you know, and then just learning that he has two little girls and, oh, like, it's just, it's heartbreaking. But...
1: Yeah, of course.
0: I don't know. I mean, and you you live right downtown Vancouver. So actually, yeah. and this is kind of funny. So when the neighbor whom um, has, whom was disheveled and was on my property, the next day when he was a, was a little bit more level-headed, he, the first thing he said to me was, you're from Vancouver, aren't you? <laughs> and it was a kind of a joke because it was like, well, no wonder, like you're from a bigger city and your reactions to things like that might be.
1: Yeah.
0: Because that's what you, what you were used to seeing much more of that. Right. True. <laughs> so It's true. Yeah. It's
1: true for sure. I mean, even living in downtown Vancouver and not, you know, not um, right beside the downtown east side, but certainly near it and working in it uh, a lot in the last several years. It's definitely interesting seeing a lot of the same community. It's a community. It's a it's a village of people that are really, you see the regular folks that are doing what they feel they need to do to survive and you see them. And I always wonder, I'm like, wow, okay. It's been 10 years since I've seen you. You're still here. You're still going. You're still doing your thing. You're still living on the street. You're still, you know, as and that's their lifestyle and that's what they that's what they know and it's fascinating and in some ways kinda it's really I mean I don't I mean the first of the comes of mind that's touching, I guess. Like I mean, in the sense that not the fact that whether regardless of how they ended up where they are, they ended up where they are. The fact that they have sustained their life and that I can remember these people that I interacted with when I was sixteen. Now I'm 29 and I see these same people. Wow. Yeah, that's more what I'm referring to. It's really, really, these are, I mean, they're, they're real people and they, oh. they're doing what they know. But that doesn't mean that we as humans are um, able to just let them come in on our own personal space or things like that as well. We still have the ability to kind of keep our personal safety in check.
0: I just, I also just think that with COVID and stuff, it's just made a lot of us um, more, like I said, prior to telling a story more on edge and just, there's always, there's just an an underlying sense of fear and protection. Yeah. there's. you know, I, I just, that was like a real realization that, you know, maybe, maybe prior to COVID and prior to, you know, hearing what's been going on, in the world and all the all the riots in the states and like just all kinds of stuff that's been happening maybe i would have reacted differently maybe i would have been a bit more compassionate and you know taken a moment to assess the situation or the scenario a bit differently but
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know we're all it's just it's, it's just living in such still such a fight or flight yeah
1: we are we are completely and, and this is not relating to this but in terms of fight or flight, in terms of assuming or things like that. I mean, I just got to say like, what is up with Vancouver right now and all the people swarming on the beaches? Again, you think you would learn your lesson? No, you're not learning your fucking lesson. The photos and videos I'm seeing of people at Kitts Beach is so um, blood boiling. It's such a deep feeling of shame and like embarrassment to see even if the communication from the health authority is unclear and it's people are tired of being misled and people are starting to get on the, you know, anti-lockdown thing. We're going to end up in another freaking lockdown if people don't freaking get their act together, whether or not.
0: And we're not even in, being in British Columbia and Canada, we're probably one of the few places that really has not had a real lockdown. no she have been quite lucky. And so just to abuse the the freedoms that we do have is yeah. disgusting. It's awful. And it's just it's prolonging everything. And I, you know, I feel for you know the, the people that are um, that are doing their their part and wearing the mask and doing all those kinds of things are just they're the ones that are super frustrated now. Yeah. Um but it is it's okay. I mean, it is so strange. I mean, I know now now we're talking about pandemic and getting to a really a real hot topic right now but I was I was looking um I don't usually listen to what Justin Trudeau says I don't really listen to his uh to s- speeches and those mm-hmm. kind of things, addresses to Canada I mean I get some of the the news posts but the whole vaccination thing like he our prime minister hasn't even had his vaccination yet he just he just Said something yesterday is like I'm planning on getting the AstraZeneca vaccine and I think that was like also maybe as like a ploy in a way to say it's 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 safe people because you know people are scared about that one and they're scared about a couple of them but I think maybe that was a a news I don't know newsworthy he said but it just made me I was like what he hasn't had his vaccine yet what the hell is going on in Canada
1: right I've got friends that are in our age category, that are already double vaccinated in the States, in California. (laughs) Oh, me too.
0: I know, I know, I
1: know. It's obscene. And you know what? At least the the States is finally getting some treatment that they deserve based on having such a horrible government. So thank God they've got some kind of support now and they have way more people than Canada does. So I'm not mad at it. But the fact that it's not equally represented and supported for our part of North America is absolutely absurd, especially as I've talked about at length, how my industry is absolutely fucked and my professional development is completely on hold in the way I wanted to be. And even if it might be a small insignificant matter to me in my scope of what's important, it ain't not, it ain't not significant. It's not whatsoever. So when I see people on the beach like that, I honestly want to scream I would never use a weapon, but if it took a gunshot to the sky to not harm anybody, but for people to scram and realize this is actually an emergency, I don't care. Do something about it.
0: Yeah, that's... uh, See, and that goes back to my point of everyone's on edge in a certain way, and we don't know how we're we're going to react. We, we We would pray that it would not be with violence, but the people that, you know, can't get the maybe mental care that they should...
1: Yeah, yeah
0: getting or or deserve to get like
1: yeah
0: it all comes back oh yeah i know wasn't it somewhere it was english bay i think there were some pictures of um there was some big dance party
1: that was Kits beach oh kids that it- was actually Kits beach
0: oh okay
1: there could have been one at english bay too the photos that were circulating and the videos that were circulating like the general um blogs were of Kits beach
0: okay okay
1: yeah I know I'm like yeah I'm I'm freaked out i I'm, I'm legitimately at a point where I'm freaked out now
0: like for for what for safety or for your job or for my
1: job security my industry um, <sighs> some some not all but some social elements of of life that provide stability or sense of uh, closure or support yeah um, being in different health regions, like all these things which we have to do and I support it completely, but nonetheless, they affect so many elements of how we function in our life for the short period of time that this is going to continue to last. Like I don't see us being really back to any sense of frequency of normalcy of even 70% at the very most until the end of this year. Vaccinations or not, I don't see vaccinations being oh, we're all vaccinated, that means everything is going to go back to some form of prior to this pandemic. Not at all. And people are such idiots that they're going to think that it is too.
0: But back to the vaccinations for a second. I mean, try to get that many people vaccinated. You can't force people to get vaccinated. So with that mm-hmm. being said, like there, there's a massive part of the population that still will refuse to get vaccinated are scared to get vaccine, which I understand as well. Like I'm, I'm a little fearful. I've never been, I mean, I do get the flu vaccine once in a while, but, um, but I, I just feel like because you can't enforce something like that upon people. And, and I'm glad that you can't um, mm-hmm. like, that's a real, like, and that's a super sticky, sticky point. Right. It's
1: very, yeah.
0: So with that being said, I mean, to get that, you know, herd immunity, <clears throat> that's going to, it's going to take a lot longer, I think, than, than, you know, people would hope.
1: Well, yeah, it will. And I'm not, I'm actually, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm not someone that just wants to stab a needle in my arm without knowledge and, and information. But at this rate, do it. I'm like at that point where I, the moment that it hits uh, 12 PM noon tomorrow, Thursday, I'm going on to the government, to, um, BC government website, and I'm registering for my damn vaccination, even if it's my first dosage, and it might take them three or four months. I'm putting my name into the lottery to get selected.
0: Is that interesting? You just said putting your name into the lottery.
1: Yeah, right, because it's basically that.
0: What? What is going on in Canada? I know. But yeah, and I actually, I, I know I probably, I wasn't really allowed to, but I did anyway. I registered a couple weeks ago.
1: <laughs> oh, sweet. But you...
0: Yeah, I was wondering, I was curious. I'm like will it, you know, stop me because it's it, you have to put in your date of birth obviously. Yeah. No, I think the reason why they they were saying that is because they didn't want to overload the system.
1: Ah, uh, so if I went on now, it might actually let me.
0: It will let you. I know it will. So anyway, that aside, the way you put it about a lottery. I mean, in a sense that's pretty much what's happening here, really. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know where they are with the age right now I mean I know that you're that as of tomorrow I think as of tomorrow almost anybody can register by the end of this week I should say
1: by the end of the week yeah it's my it's my bracket tomorrow and then it's um anyone that's and everyone else on Friday
0: right but you know that's registration that doesn't mean you're when when are you getting an appointment no
1: no idea I have no idea that's the thing
0: and then I heard something like, I thought I heard something about this the past couple of days that the U S has an excess now of vaccinations.
1: Wow.
0: Perhaps. And probably not in every state I'm guessing. And correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong on that, but I heard something that they're that's looking like that's what's happening.
1: Wow. Well, they've got to distribute that to hopefully to Canada.
0: That was the other topic is something about that. So
1: yeah.
0: Um, There was a whole political thing about, like, they'd rather do that than obviously send them to, I don't know, Russia? Somewhere
1: else. Yeah, somewhere else. At least we're in the same continent.
0: Yeah, right.
1: We support each other. Canadians and Americans support each other every day on so many levels of economy. This is no different. Why would that be any different?
0: Absolutely. It's probably
1: as political as I can get
0: yeah I know I'm not really I'm I think I don't think either of us are very political so you know I don't I don't feel comfortable jumping into those types of conversations no for example like what happened yesterday which is yeah yes I don't feel like I have enough um knowledge or education Mm -hmm. behind me to talk about
1: same Uh, I don't either
0: you know yeah
1: so they're like yesterday. (laughs) Right. Well no, it's it's true though. And being in a relationship with um, you know, a partner that is of that demographic of that um that community, right? It's very fascinating and empowering and eye opening to be able to learn from someone that actually lives that everyday and understands those those um yeah, I guess the framework of that everyday, um, for lack of better words, lack of better terminology. Um And yeah, it just reminds us as Caucasian individuals, even if we are, have what we have, me and you specifically, I guess, what we live with and what we struggle with, it doesn't compare to what our counterparts do. No. It doesn't. Not to minimize us, but it doesn't compare.
0: Well, it's interesting because so many people, I was, you know, on social media yesterday, were talking about how, you know, yes, justice was served and all that kind of stuff, which, Yes, it was. But but those that were that are a part of the BIPOC community were just like, no, I mean, okay, a bit of justice maybe was served, but this is just the tip. I know. Just the, the the beginning of of you know, just this tiny slice. Of course it's really important and it's it's um it's great that it happened. Yes. But, but those that are those that are directly affected seem to be much more um aware of the fact that it's, it's, it's really just a starting point.
1: It's just a starting point for everything that has happened from, from slavery, really.
0: Yeah. And I, and I hope, I hope it really is a starting point, meaning that it's just going to keep, you know, getting. Yeah.
1: Maximizing and, and, and really capitalizing and getting people on the, on the, regardless of their agreement or disagreement or views, the fact that that is something that's black and white, mind the pun. I didn't mean it that way, but it is, it is, but it is, it's black and white. There's no shades of gray in between. You don't kill people for period. You don't kill people.
0: Yeah, no, you're right.
1: You just don't cause harm to other people physically and ideally harm the people period.
0: <sighs> well, and that's another And with, um, now in british columbia and i don't know uh if it's all all, every province is doing things a bit differently but now as of this friday with the restrictions for the pandemic about staying in your health health authority and not traveling and really enforcing that yeah potentially i don't know all the details but potentially like uh roadblocks those kinds of things in certain um more major highways or or Mm -hmm. areas of the cities where you would see people that would be traveling. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a big concern from people in the BIPOC community. Um, I don't know if you heard people mm-hmm. talk about this, but. No. Um, just that hopefully people are going to be re- treated equally when stopped by police.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Doesn't matter your ethnicity or what you look like. It's. Oh, but there is this underlying like PTSD you know, understandably so going on in the BIPOC, I think when it comes to these kinds of restrictions that, you know, so who freaking knows? We're all, this is all new territory.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it is all new territory. We have no idea. We have no idea.
0: No, but it's so interesting. I like, again, I don't know what's going to happen. I love that we were only going to talk for like 30 minutes. but.
1: (laughs) And it's been almost an hour. And I feel like we're not even done. We're not even close to being done.
0: We're not, but that's okay. We'll, we'll kind of wrap it up in a second here, people. Cause I know you can only hear so much of us. You can fast forward through certain points. Part, mm-hmm.
1: It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Don't
0: be offended? I won't even know. Um, but yeah, I mean, like why, I think the big, the bigger concern I think maybe is the flights coming in and out of the city, the, the, tra- or what am I saying? That doesn't make sense. Trans border. No, inter, inter border between the, uh, provinces. Like people, yeah. like people, yeah. I live, it's so many Albertans come because it's such a, it's, it's very close. It's like half yes. of Vancouver is where between three. Yes. So the Alberta license plates are like totally, they're just everywhere right now. Hmm. Yeah yes, there's a lot of people from Alberta that own property here and they're here, but I can guarantee there's tons of people. Like I can see their cars are packed up with things because they're on vacation. Yeah. Traveling. So I think that's more of a concern in a way. Yeah. I don't right?
1: know. I don't know either. I didn't see, again, I just said I'll see license plates in Vancouver, even from <clears throat> I was kind of joking around. I said, like, I saw a license plate on a car that was from Langley. They probably live in Vancouver, but they might have bought it from a dealership in Langley. But if they have a Langley um, plate, and that's part of the Fraser Valley Health, and I'm in the Vancouver Coastal Health, like, I just kind of joked around saying, imagine someone slashed that person's tire saying, go back to your health region. And it's like, I actually live in your fucking health region. It's just that my dealership was in Langley.
0: Again, back to perceptions, how we perceive things. Yeah. I know labels, Mm -hmm. kinds of things. This is going to be the next time that you hear from us. uh, These restrictions in our province, which are coming down to health region, not traveling outside of it.
1: Yep.
0: Be able to see how they're enforcing it, and you know what's what's going to happen with this whole. Yeah like tech-
1: like technically, where I teach is in Burnaby, that's a different health region i'm actually supposed to not be permitted to go to Burnaby unless if I'm going to work
0: well, yeah, but you are so
1: well, not anymore, but if I was we're not we're not planning to open up until. Well, nowhere is permitted to operate indoor um, fitness classes of any intensity level, of any style class until like May 29th or whatever, and or 26th, whatever the May long weekend is. And I guarantee you, once it hits June, that's still going to be extended.
0: I feel like that's the case too. And super quick note on that. It's interesting because there's a studio up here that um, closed... Just the beginning of the pandemic and they're reopening they're a hot yoga studio and I just saw that they're opening up a brand new in a brand new building that actually is is here and they've got a unit in the brand new building that they're they've got new signage and they're planning to open it's the hot yoga studio I'm like what what are you thinking what what are you
1: thinking? that makes zero sense what
0: the fuck? Uh, no but Okay, it's, I'm not saying... Of course, they're, they're not exempt from this. They're not going to be opening up their... their. No,
1: no. But
0: I guess it's more from a business standpoint.
1: How are you affording this?
0: It must be get, getting free rent for a while. I mean, I have no idea. And they're... No v- kidding. Very positive, future-oriented thinkers. <laughs> which just... Okay, great. But I'm not... Um, yeah, I'm too risk-adverse uh, to even consider doing something like that that's
1: well that but also the fact that you know this picture all too well so even more so you know from experience
0: yes that's true yeah but you think they would too because they've owned a studio before for a successful studio quite a successful up here but anyway yes interesting i was driving by and i literally i probably i probably looked away from where i was driving for way too long i was like driving my car, then my, my, my vision just, yeah, like, what? (laughs) 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 Oh, my
1: God, that was a great expression.
0: What? Um, (laughs) On that note.
1: Oh, you froze. Oh, there you go. Oh, no, you did (laughs) it. You know what? We could easily open a hot yoga studio and we could call it Schwitz.
0: Schwitzing! No, get Schwitzy.
1: Get Schwitzy. Oh my god, could you imagine?
0: Get Schwitzy.
1: Open it right beside the local synagogue. <laughs> Go to shul get Schwitzy.
0: Okay, we promise our next episode won't be as serious. I think we should be more silly.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: You know, but uh with that being said. This is probably going to come out after this happens, but we are going to be going live with Chef Nick this Thursday. Yes, we are. Which definitely, this definitely will come out probably after that, but um, it'll be on Instagram forever and ever, whatever this live is going to be with Chef uh, Nick Peters Vaughn. So I'm super oh,
1: excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love how I'm like, so would you like an Instagram room and, and you're saying, no, nah, we're just going to tune in. I'm thinking, so wait, you're going to tune in. I'm going to tune Like, How is this happening?
0: See, and this is where the tech. Never mind the tech. (laughs) Being here when I, yeah. So you know, stay tuned for that. And I know there's a few people that have been asking for a a part two of Chef Christina. Believe me, we've we've tried. We'll see. We will see. We hope. We hope that will happen because uh, that that was a fairly popular discussion and it was very fun. So
1: it was indeed. So we'll talk to you very soon. Ciao. Bye-bye.